and welcome to another exciting episode of Voice of Crypto, where we have another amazing guest with us. And it's our honor to have uh, Kaylee Buemi, who works with the Unchained as their events and marketing coordinator with us. Um, hi, Kaylee. It's great to have you on our show with us. And uh, before uh, I can introduce you, I think it's better that you introduce yourself to our viewers. So please go ahead. The stage is all yours. Hi, Veruni. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, my name is Kaylee Buemi. I work at Unchained Capital here in Austin, Texas. Um, so I do the event coordinating. That's all of the trade shows that we do. Um, and then I also uh, help with the marketing team. So obviously just branding and brand awareness and lead generation. So all of your standard marketing um, kind of facets. Uh, but then I also run a space called the Bitcoin Commons, which is also here in Austin. And it was started by Unchained, but we've kind of developed it as a co-op with a bunch of Bitcoin companies in the space. So our idea was to create a community space, a place for education, workshops, events, um, and then also co-working because we do have a lot of developers that are local here to Austin. And we really wanted to kind of bridge the gap between uh, the industry and like the more corporate um, companies in the space to the independent developers. Um, and so we have a ton of meetups here that are free to the public. We have a ton of uh, workshops and educational seminars, um, and we're just constantly trying to, to evolve the space. And so I run that day to day. So I kind of considered myself um, a community manager and facilitator. Um, and that has been my life for the past almost two years. That's when I started um, working at Unchained. Um, and I have been in the crypto space since late 2018. Um, I have since kind of migrated primarily to Bitcoin. Um, I, I found like an affinity to that. It really spoke to me. Uh, the more that I studied um, the entire space, the more I really felt that Bitcoin had um, maybe some qualities and some some benefits that other kind of tokens and other opportunities in the space lack, or maybe they still haven't yet to be discovered. Um, and so I've been spending the past uh, about two years now just really focused on education and um, adoption just across the world. Yeah, sounds sounds pretty amazing. Um, also, what does Unchained exactly do? Um, what is the core of your products or services? So Unchained Capital, um, our core product is collaborative custody. So we offer multi-sig for Bitcoin holders. Um, and really what we're trying to do is we're trying to get people to educate themselves on the importance of holding their own keys and then offering um, kind of a, a facilitator process for them. So it can be a very daunting process the second you're like, okay, I'm going to be my own bank. Never done it before, uh, but I want to kind of control, control my finances and have um, kind of financial sovereignty. Uh, that can be scary. And if you do it on your own, um, it's totally possible to do on your own. But I think what we do is kind of hold people's hands going through it. Now, that doesn't mean that we are in control of their Bitcoin. We've kind of set our model up in a way where um, Unchained will hold a key, uh, but the person, the client will hold the other two keys. And 
if they need to sign a transaction, they always can do it without Unchained and Unchained cannot do it without them. So we kind of created this uh, kind of foolproof system. Um, and then we've layered products on top of that. So we do offer Bitcoin loans, collateralized Bitcoin loans. Um, we also offer a trading desk so you can buy and sell. We have an IRA product and an inheritance product. So really we're just building out this like full suite of what you may consider more traditional finance, like a bank, um, but doing it in a way where we really take people's privacy seriously um, and we take education very seriously. Wow, super. Um, so it has been, you mentioned that you have been in the space since late 2018. And I think it's been almost four years in, in a space that is as fast in terms of growth as Web3. Um, four years is a long time, I'm sure. So um, how has the space changed in front of you in these last four years? Oh, well, we always, it's always exciting in the crypto space because um, I know four years is I, I am a little bit younger to the space and to somebody in traditional finance in the stock world, they think four years is nothing, but you have to remember that crypto, Bitcoin, these are 24 seven kind of markets. And so the lifetime of let's say 14 years for Bitcoin is virtually the same as like 50 years in traditional stock. So um, I have watched the space grow, um, which I love. It's really awesome to see people coming into the community and new people coming in and learning and being super curious. Um, and you're seeing a lot of projects kind of come up as well. People are getting a little bit more uh, willing to kind of test the market and test mm -hmm. um, what they can do and what this opportunity, because it's kind of like the wild, wild west, right? Mm -hmm. So people are like, well, let me build. I, and I think that this is the most exciting time in crypto because you have a lot of brilliant minds coming into the space and they are really excited to mm -hmm. kind of test it out. So you'll see like with this whole Noster um, thing coming out. So a lot of people are getting on this new social media platform that essentially functions with like a public and a private key. So if you were to ever get off of a one platform, you still have all of your historical data. Um, I think that is a really cool project. Now it's in its infancy, right? It's only been around for a year or two and it's only recently gaining traction. But I am excited to see where things like this take us in the future absolutely um you did mention how it's a great time to build while um it's it's always a pro so every technology has its pros and cons right but um more people building always contributes to the space in some way or another however this also leads to a lot of noise and uh, when it comes to building great projects um there are a lot of projects in the space still that are sort of not solving any real problem so as someone who deals very closely closely with communities and founders alike. Um, how do you differentiate between uh, a great project with noise? Right. So I think that was kind of why I said I had kind of narrowed my focus more to Bitcoin. Um, it's not that I don't necessarily believe that there's nothing else out there that will have a use case or proved value. It's just that I know that Bitcoin has been around the longest. It's had the longest time to mature and be tested in the market. And because of the hard-coded supply cap and 
um, various contributions happening to make sure that the network stays secure. I have a lot of faith and conviction in Bitcoin. Now, when it comes to other projects, I think the problem is that you have a lot of these like VCs or a lot of companies that are coming from traditional finance and they see an opportunity to make a substantial amount of money. Um, and because there hasn't been a ton of regulation around this space, there are still a lot of loopholes available as we're watching with the kind of FTX crumble right now and all of that in the news. Um, there wasn't a lot of oversight on what was going on. Um, and I do think that you'll have people that are bad actors that mm. come into the space because they are greedy or they see an opportunity and they're opportunistic and they'll come out and basically print money in the form of a token that has virtually no, no value or use case other than some, you know, very niche uh, use that they've kind of manu manufactured, right? Um, so for me personally, I try to kind of stay away from that noise. Um, I like things to be tested and uh, explored and researched before I personally um, commit to or jump in or gain conviction on. Um, and I haven't seen that yet with a lot of these uh, other projects. So for me, um, I generally just stick to Bitcoin only. Doesn't mean that I don't think that there is fun and value in the other things, but I do think there's a difference between, let's say, buying a piece of real estate and that, or versus like going to Vegas and gambling at a craft table. Like those two things are very yeah. different to me. And I look at Bitcoin as being like the real estate analogy and like, you know, other cryptocurrencies as being like a gambling. So it just depends on your risk tolerance. But um, for me, I, I don't have that. So I, I just stick to Bitcoin for now. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that does make a lot of sense. Uh, you can always take as much risk as you want, as long as that is your appetite. Uh, so if you have to, say, give three tips to beginners in this space when they're looking out for projects or when they're trying to invest in certain coins or projects or NFTs even, what would your three biggest tips to beginners be? Um, I would say, one, it's always about doing research. Um, you never want somebody to, and honestly, like this is actually how I got into the space. I had a group of guy friends that encouraged me, encouraged me to jump in. Um, yeah. They basically just talked me into it. And, and I will say that like over time, I was curious enough to go out on my own and research and then develop the opinions and the perceptions that I had. Um, but I do think like for, for people that are considering coming in, making sure that you, that you do a lot of that research and just read the white papers and, and get some feedback and go on social and kind of look at the community that is surrounding whatever project you're considering investing in. Um, Cause you don't really want somebody to like tell you to do something. You want there to be a substantial amount of evidence out there for why you should do it. And that should kind of guide your conviction. Um, and what was the second question that you said? And the tips that you can give to investors, it was just a- Right, yeah. So, so I would say, say um, just stay educated. And then if you're thinking about investing in a project that is like not not Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin does have a ton of, of, of resources around it and a ton of adoption around it at this point. Um, 
I would say, again, it's about risk tolerance. So maybe don't like ape into something that you're unsure about. Like if you're thinking, oh, I hope it does this, then take 1% of your whatever, your wealth and put it into that. Don't take, you know, 40% and say, I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that this works out for me, you know? So it's really about conviction and about um, just, just really knowing what you're getting yourself into. We don't always know, but mm-hmm. having the most knowledge so you can make the best guess and best educated decision. I mean, that's a, that's what we say in the space, right? Do your own research and only then yes. dive in. And when I first got into this space, I thought that was so rude. I was like, okay, like I thought it was just like, uh, it was like, all right, like you're just being rude to me about it, but it's true. Um, I think over time, like in, in our culture, we have really become kind of complacent. Like we don't want to read about things on our own. We don't want to get feedback from people. We really want to have like a curated answer given to us or guide it. We want that guidance because it's easier than us having to make the hard decisions on our own and feeling responsible for it. Um, But that being said, that gives you a lot of power. And uh, I think that we need to get back to that. We need to get back to like being curious and thinking critically and, and wanting to learn. Absolutely. So um, if you have to talk about a couple of things that are uh, that are happening in this space, which are really great and that you are really passionate or enthusiastic about, what would they be? They can be either from the Web3 space or in terms of blockchain technology or how it is shaping, let's say, um, key sectors or functions across the globe. So what are those couple of things that yeah. you're excited about? Well, um, since, since I focus like my job is pretty much 100% Bitcoin. So for me, that is my day in day out life. Um, What I love about where we're going is this like, kind of adjacent market. So for example, I had mentioned Noster. Um, If you think about blockchain, you think about um, like, right, like a ledger, a store of information. Um, And really, we always thought it was like, Bitcoin or like a currency that was really what was going to fit on a blockchain. But we're now discovering that there really are other use cases for it um, in like the social space and your digital presence. Um, And so I think that these projects that are going to start getting a lot of people, like a lot of intelligent developers are going to start working on projects in this space. So I'm really excited to see how this evolves in terms of like our social platforms and our digital connections. Um, And then, you know, like your food intelligence, like that's a big thing in the Bitcoin space is just getting back to what we're putting in our bodies and like eating whole foods and having a well-balanced diet and not consuming a ton of processed oils and um, sugars. And it's funny because that has nothing to do with cryptocurrency. And yet there is this like marriage happening in the space where we are finally kind of taking that power back. And I do think you will see that over time. It's going to bleed out into other industries because we know that the value in digital currency and in this space is kind of imminent, right? We already know that the government is working on CBDCs. They're going to go to a cashless society. So there is a real opportunity in the digital currency space for kind of new market holders to come out and, um, and prove 
their use. And, and I think we'll see a lot of adjacent industries jump into this as well and, and come on board. Absolutely. And, and, you know, to add on to that, I feel um, in the last couple of years, the way content around this space has changed earlier, I think when I had entered this space some three years back, um, there was not not a lot of content which was substantial and could be backed by, let's say, um, trusted publications or media houses but now we just see this influx of content that uh, really sort of helps people educate themselves so i think this is one of the biggest shifts that i saw around the space from a lot of misinformation that was around the space to now when we have a lot of information and education uh, there's still a lot of big steps that we need to take as a space but um, apart from this if you have to talk about certain major shifts that have happened in the space I think one would definitely be education around this space. So if you have to add on to that, uh, what would they be? Um, I think that the education is, it's a, it's really cool to watch it evolve. So I was just at a, a, a mining summit up in Wyoming and I spoke on a culture panel, um, a Bitcoin culture panel. And one of the focuses was on education and how do we get content out there? What I thought was funny about that questioning is I think there's a ton of content out there. Um, I think there's books and there's research papers and there are endless amounts of podcasts that you can listen to, to kind of get that information. What I think is Cool is that there are people now coming into the space that are maybe not like super technical or have like a financial macro background, me being one of them, um, who really get a lot of information from social media. And you're going to see that in these younger generations, right? TikTok, Instagram. I think a lot of the I guess, OGs kind of turn their nose up to these like newer methods of, of education. It's like, why would I do a TikTok video? And it's like, because millions of people watch it. Um, and so I was on stage with a group, they're called the Crypto Couple, um, and they do TikTok videos, just educational TikTok videos. And to many, it just seems um, kind of silly, but their videos go viral on TikTok because these kids are really like, a minute is all you have, like in terms of having somebody's attention, they're not going to sit through a three hour, you know, podcast, they're not going to read a 400 page book, but they will watch a series of like 41 minute videos when they go down that little hole, like that little black, you know, that little social media black hole. And so I think that different methods of education should be welcome. Um, and I do think like, as we get more like younger people kind of coming into the space and learning about it, we will see more um, outlets uh, of education. And so I think that that is a really cool piece of it. And then I also think um, kind of what I'm doing here at the Bitcoin Commons is like just bridging these industries and these bigger companies with individuals to just create a more like harmonized community. Because I think what happened in, our old system is like you have these corporate like industry giants, these titans that are essentially separate from the rest of the community. And they have lobbyists and they are sitting in Washington, DC, working with, you know, policymakers. They are not necessarily like on the side of the people. Um, and so I want to make sure that as we grow in this space, that we are finding that synergy and that harmony, because I really do think that that is what's going to make us stronger. 
Absolutely. Talking about stronger communities, um, we do have to agree that Web3 communities are way, way different. And I would like to say better. Not sure if it's the right word. Uh, I might offend a few Web2 fanatics here, but <laughs> at the risk of it, I'm going to say it. Um, I feel that uh, these communities are a lot more inclusive when we um, talk about Web3 communities and uh, sort of bridging that gap between founders and users is what is really new in um, our Web3 communities. And uh, you, as someone who builds communities, uh, what do you think is very, what, what do you think makes Web3 communities stand out from, let's say, um, our generic uh, user bases that we have seen in the corporate world? Yeah, um, well, one, um, I think that because it's a newer and growing space, there hasn't been time for it to develop this, like, this, uh, I guess, uh, this aura of, like, being formal and corporate and, like, suit and tie. And you have a lot of people that are just like, hey, I'm going to wear, like, a sweatshirt and shorts and flip-flops to work and it's little things like that that actually make people feel like they're on the same level they don't feel like they're um kind of categorized into different yeah. different facets um but I also think um oh I lost my I lost my train of thought um can you repeat the question one more time? Because I had a good, I had a thought, but I uh, we forgot. were talking how how Web three communities are a lot more inclusive. How oh, right, they're more inclusive, right? So, um, and one, and I always joke about this. So, like, it, it here in the Bitcoin Commons, we have four meetups a month. It used to be one. These are free educational meetups, and they kind wow. of split into special interest groups. So we have a developers meetup. We have like a lightning yeah. builders meetup. And then we have like a design meetup, like a literally graphic designer meetup, because these people need to find their communities in this space. I think that what that and and I and I also have to attribute this to the fact that the space is new. Like you're not going to go to a, a fiat meetup. Like you're not going to go to like a U.S. dollar meetup, right? So yeah. because it's like kind of a newer space, and we're we're really trying to find our community, there's a lot of opportunity to meet your fellow community members and just go to these like social networking events that um are fun but they're also informative um and i think that little little activities little uh events like that actually build a stronger community we just don't have that in in traditional finance because it's been around now for so long that mm -hmm. it's not really something people are like super passionate about right like they may go to their um, investor or meeting or their, you know, um, like young president's club meetings or whatever, but it's not, it's not the same as, as mm -hmm. having a level playing field where you have both developers, industry leaders, and community members just meeting up to learn more about what's going on in the current market. Absolutely. So what do you, what do you sort of expect from um, communities going forward? Right now we have pretty tight knit communities and their AMA is happening where founders sort of answer a lot of questions that community members might have. There are a lot of giveaways also so many AMAs people attend just yeah. for the sake of the giveaways that might happen. So, so I feel at this point there's, there's a lot to take away for communities as well. Do you think this sort of a trend will continue or 
just like we saw in traditional finance when the communities were pretty tight-knit and uh, uh, there was a lot of profits that could be made after that. It was all mainstream, right? Uh, people got their money and it sort of became like a crowded market. So do you think um, crypto and Web3 sort of has the same fate or um, does, do, you, do you have more hope from this trend where we have really well-knit communities? So I do. It's kind of, it's like a, it's both, I think, because I think as the community grows, there are going to be little breakoffs here and there where people find their their little clicks that they fit into. And I think you're kind of seeing that now where you see like your NFTs, your Web3, your crypto, like your Bitcoin, they've all kind of separated. I do think as we move forward in the space, one, we're going to vet out a lot of these other tokens that we already talked about that we know don't really provide any use case. Those will eventually be gone. And I do think down the road, there will stand one, two, maybe three that are like your, your top, uh, you know, your top kind of like digital space, your digital assets. Um, and at that point, I do think that our community will grow and find a way to kind of harmonize. Yeah. Right now, I think it's difficult because you have so many projects coming up. I, I see people that are like, full XRP stands. I see people yeah. that are like full NFT stands. So I think over time, it will, will start to bridge that gap as some of these things get weeded out. Um, but for now, I'm excited for the opportunities that exist for people in this space. And I think that there's nothing wrong with just getting in and getting your feet wet. Um, and, and then over time, really building up that conviction. So I'm, I'm happy that there's a lot in the space. I think a lot of it is noise. I think most of it is noise, but um, I, I don't necessarily think that there's a problem with it because again, if, if you have conviction in things like Bitcoin, then the other stuff shouldn't really bother you ultimately. Right. Mm, absolutely. Um, so a lot of, so web three crypto blockchain it's it's like the the it thing nowadays everyone wants to know more about it which is why there's also boom in the content around uh, web three which is great of course but um, and and so to say we have uh, people like us who are already in this space sort of have like the dream job that a lot of people are aspiring to have so um, and dealing with communities or being a community manager or organizing events in the web3 space which are relatively so to say cooler than yeah spaces so um a lot of people are looking forward to careers in the web3 space and we already know that web3 sort of salaries or packages are a lot higher than traditional finance or web2 packages or salaries plus of course the space is a lot cooler or so we like to think so if oh yeah <laughs> so if someone's starting off their career uh, or wants to start off a career in Web3, what would be your advice to them? And how how does, uh, let's say, a beginner or noob uh, start off in this space? I mean, my, my experience was a little probably different than some. So I, um, I was on Clubhouse, which is an old audio app. <laughs> You're like... <laughs> You're probably the 30th person to, that I'm interviewing who said I was on Clubhouse when I... Uh-huh, yeah. We still laugh oh, about it. You guys got to thank Clubhouse. Friends. We do. And I'm not on it any... Well, it's not to say that I'm not on it anymore. It's just yeah. 
it was in the middle of the pandemic and the lockdown. So we were all spending a lot of time on it. Now, there was a really awesome like Bitcoin crypto community on Clubhouse. And I made some of my closest friends even to this day on that app. Um, but I also was introduced to a lot of brilliant and um, kind of influential minds in the in the Bitcoin industry. So just through that and then through being active on Twitter and like, you know, just being out there and putting myself out there. So for me, when I decided to start looking for uh, jobs in the industry um, back in April of 2021, I went to Bitcoiner Jobs, which is literally, it's kind of like an Indeed, but it has all of the companies that are hiring in the Bitcoin space, like around the country and world. Um, and I applied for Unchained because I knew Unchained and I respected and really admired what they were doing here. Um, and so for me, it was kind of a quick, like, I think within two weeks, I, I was hired and I was working. Um, but what I will say about that is it also helped that I had a reference list of people that were already integrated into this space and could then kind of vet me out to my employer. So um, I do think that you got to put yourself out there. That's the first thing. And I know it can be scary. Like I hate public speaking. It's, it's not even on the clubhouse app for like the first month, I was terrified every time I unmuted my phone and was talking. That being said, like, it's good to just get those butterflies, those nerves out, because ultimately what you're doing is you're just getting your name out there. It's a small enough space that mostly people will remember you. Um, and just find something that you want to do because I, I think like, I'm not a technical person and I'm not a finance person. I used to be a professional dancer and a personal trainer. And now I'm working on a marketing team. That being said, I have a degree in marketing, but you know, I came from a completely different world. So you can really do anything. You just have to want it and you just got to put yourself out there. Absolutely. Um, and I would like to add that I too was from a relatively non-crypto blockchain background. It was only in 2020 that I started writing articles on crypto blockchain. And I found this amazing firm that I that 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 sort of taught me all about this space. And from then to now, the journey has been pretty impeccable. And um, I feel that degrees hardly matter in this space. I mean, there's so much to learn from the communities itself that... Um, I'm, I'm sure that hands-on experience would teach you a lot more than any degree would at this point. Uh, getting back to communities, however, so um, you are sort of a community manager, uh, so to say. So what role does social media play in managing communities? How do you do it? What social media platforms, if you have to rank um, in that order, how would you rank social media platforms? <laughs> That's a good question. Um... There are so many. There are so many social media platforms now. Um, so for me, if I'm looking to just talk to community members, Austin community, talk about events that we have coming up, like I have Telegram. Telegram, which I'm not a huge fan of it, just in terms of the UI and the UX, but um, mm -hmm. lots of ways, like lots of groups in there that you can just easily get messaging out to. Um, Twitter obviously is a big crypto space. Um, we do Reddit here still. Yeah. Like, I don't know if people are still 
on I mean I I still use Reddit but I don't know I if am, newcomers so are like yeah let me get on Reddit um but we love we love Reddit here uh and then we also are doing like YouTube so we'll we'll take content that we that we capture here in the Bitcoin Commons and we'll post it onto YouTube and um that is more for educational purposes so that people that aren't local can experience it but um I would say Twitter and Telegram are probably the top two uh that we use for community purposes um and then meetup group which is uh, another uh kind of you know event like a free event yeah group yeah. organizer right so so how is sort of the development going in the united states then i know there's a lot of back and forth in terms of regulatory issues and then the us sec is always on their toes so in terms of growth um how do you see us how do you see, look at the us market so yeah the us market is is fascinating right now i they are trying to put through some regulation um, on some of the on crypto in general, um, but I'm more curious to see where it comes out on the other side. I don't because they've had this conversation going for a while, like where they were gonna, you know, make a lot of crypt a lot of these cryptocurrencies unregistered securities or securities, and they've been talking about Bitcoin as a commodity, and I'm just very curious uh, how they end up regulating the space. I do think there needs to be some regulation. I, I, I do stand on that side. I don't think that we can just be in the wild, wild west forever. Eventually, if we want this to gain mass adoption, there has to be some sort of like fail safe in place for people or they won't do it. They're not gonna do it if they they think, well, I could wake up tomorrow and like everything could be gone, like my entire life savings could be gone just because there's no structure or mm -hmm. security on my end, right? So I, I think it needs to happen. I just hope that it's done in a way where we still have a little, we, we still have the freedom to uh, invest in what we want to invest in and test out these markets and build. That's really the most important thing. So I don't really know um, what's going to happen with the regulation. I don't think it's going to stop adoption. I do think uh, over the next, let's say five years, we'll get another maybe 3%, 2% of adoption. And I only say that now because of how much it's in the mainstream media and how much it's being talked about now versus if you were to look at like four years ago, um, people just were saying that, you know, crypto is a scam, especially with the ICO boom and all of that. So um, I think it goes through cycles. And we just yeah. saw this like yield market collapse. And that was a cycle that we'll look back on and we'll talk about that. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't think yeah. that crypto is going to, you know, I don't think it's going to like heal over from it. I think it's going to be stronger because you have to test these things That's over time. Absolutely. Uh, this I don't re really want this lovely conversation to end, but still, I might. I I would have to jump to my final and last question. Yeah. Um, and which is which is that? Uh, what are your three biggest three, two, or how many ever you want? Uh, expectations from this year, twenty twenty two, was a year of massive changes, just in terms of uh, standalone events that happened right from uh, Terra Luna to the FTX fall, and a lot of um, minor major scams, thefts, so on and so forth, that sort of plagued the year, and um, just just the boom and 
then the downfall was massive, so to say. So what are your expectations from 2023? So for 2023, I'm probably a little bit more pessimistic uh, for now, not in a bad way. I just think that, I think that a lot of people come into this space and they expect the moon they just it's yeah. like we're going to the moon and we're going like in two months or by the end of the year it's going to be this price i do think that we are in a, a little bit of a bear market this is natural right it's a supernatural flow and volatility is normal um i think that we'll see moderate growth i don't think unless there's some sort of black swan event that happens which mm -hmm. is always yeah. possible I, I do think that we'll see just an even amount of growth over the year. Um, I do think that 2024 will be a huge year. So uh, in, a, in a good way, I think we'll see a boom, we'll get back to a bull market. Um, I am not uh, a macro, I don't read charts. This is literally just going off of my experience in the space and the ebb and flow of like the havings and kind of people coming in. So I do think, that doesn't mean that there's not a fun, a bunch of fun things going on. There's always conferences. There's always things to go to. Like we are here, the crypto community is here and we're, we're chugging along and we're doing it. Um, but I think, and I do think we'll see more people come into the space, but in terms of like price action, I think that we'll probably just be on like a pretty even price, um, with a small incline. And then I think 2024 is where we'll see some big, big movement. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Plus with the Bitcoin having schedule for that year, I'm sure <laughs> there will be. Yes, uh, That's what we're all waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, put your money in the bags before that happens. I think, and this That's will right. be the last having, having cycle also. So a lot to expect from that year. And uh, yeah. let's hope all goes well. Fingers crossed for this year, for the next and for everyone who's entering this space. And on that note, I would love to end this beautiful and amazing session with you and um, hope to see you really soon, Kaylee.